Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Celine's real happy bodysuit. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I guess it never occurred to you that you might have to actually bleed to pull off this little coup. Your incompetence is becoming most taxing. It is the oldest story in the book. He desires the one thing he cannot have. The theme song. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll play that now. The theme song. The theme song. I feel it in my fingers. I need to go. I need to get back. There's no going back. Please forgive me, but I desperately need your guidance. Bite him. You may have killed me, but my will is done, regardless. Why are they after you? The vampires will kill you on sight. Alright. Okay, (laughs) warming it up. So, we had planned a Kevin Leary January. Dennis No, oh, yeah. Kevin Leary? The guy from <laughs> Entourage? Kevin Dennis. Ooh. Um, Kevin can't make Dennis fun of, Leary. Oh, by the way, we can't make fun of Entourage anymore. So, there's what? no one making fun of that. I don't I don't oh. know. We just can't. I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding. That's right. Entourage uh, so, the 10 out of 10. Dennis <laughs> yeah, Leary. It's great. Great. In three of the four movies of this month, and believe it or not, he does have a movie called Underworld. But we looked into it; that's a hard pass, brah. So instead, we decided yeah. to do Underworld of the Kate Beckinsale variety from 2003, combining uh, horror-ish stories of vampires and werewolves with action, guns, and. Uh, kind of stuff going on you know what i'm saying yeah lots um, of bodies lots of bodies lots of leather or um what, what, what's the alternative to leather silicon or uh lycra whatever, you know. yeah stuff uh, like that no what's the other one shit neoprene uh, um silicone that's what i said too easy <laughs> silicone too shit I don't but think I that's know none of those right. are right. Latex, that's what it is. Latex, there you latex. go. Latex, lots and lots of latex. What uh, I'm wearing th- currently. This is brought to you by uh, Len Wiseman in his directorial debut. Uh, also uh, came out with uh, Live Free or Die Hard, which is actually a decent in the Die Hard outing. And the 2012 Abomination Total Recall. Don't don't get into that. There's only one Total Recall. Um Story is by Kevin Grievous, uh, and he is the guy who plays, uh, or Grievo, I think is, is how you would pronounce his name, Grievo. Um, he plays Ra- Raze, Raz, uh, Raz, Raz, yeah, the huge guy with deep voice like that. Oh, um, so it's his story, and he has a nuts must be just story gigantic. credit, massive, scary person, and written by Danny McBride, but not that Danny McBride, the other Danny McBride, uh, who's done a couple of screenplays. The they they call him the less funny Danny McBride. That's right. Uh, and potentially better looking, but it's hard to say because I don't know what that dude looks like. Uh, anyway, we've got he is. Kate Beckinsale, uh, Scott Speedman, Michael Sheen, Shane Broly, Erwin uh, Ledger, Bill Nighy, and Kevin Grievo. Um, and a couple other faces maybe that you would recognize, but maybe not uh, as everyone's like looking real pale in this movie or real greasy. It's the pale versus the greasy. And we yeah. don't call them werewolves. We call them lichens. Um, before we even get too far into this, there was a uh, a big lawsuit around this movie because I thought that this movie was based on uh, a comic or something like that, but it wasn't. So someone tried to just t- make an original werewolf and vampire story, but um, White Wolf Inc. and Nancy Collins... Um, sued the production uh, company here saying that it's too much like Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Apocalypse games. I played those games. 
yeah, uh, I know a lot about them. And yeah, they, they said it's very similar, including one of the points that vampires in Underworld drink blood. And that's very similar to what vampires in our world do. Yeah. Maybe they meant like from cups and chalices and stuff. Anyway, uh, that got settled confidentially. So definitely they stole a bunch of ideas, I guess. But I mean, how many new ideas could you come up with around vampires and werewolves? I like know. it. Where is Those it? books have a big vampire from? society and everything. Um, li- different types of vampires. And it kind of looked like you saw a little bit of that in the yeah. beginning there where they were coursing through the the vampire socialite event, whatever. Yep. Sorry, Colin, you were uh, saying... Where, where does the word liking come from? Is that werewolf wolf in another language? It's because um, he's, he's, he's a person, but he's liking a wolf also. Lycanthrope ah. is, uh, is an old kind of word, uh, old English or something maybe. Lycanthrope. So lichen is just a shorter version of that. Okay. Uh, and maybe someone has a, a, a right on werewolf or werebear or were. Werewolf is Old English and Lycanthrope is Ancient Greek. Booyah, Mm. facts. I knew it was something like this. Spitting facts. I knew it was was another language or some kind, yeah. Yeah. So Underworld runs in at two hours and a bit more. Uh, I'm actually seeing the running time here at 121 minutes. I think the version we watched was a bit longer, so there must be some bullshit director's cut that we got a hold of. I think it might have been credits, though, that we because it was like two thirteen or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, and made for surprising, uh, made for twenty two million. I thought this looked like the production value might have been a bit more than that. Um, so it made off pretty good in many cases with what they had, and brought in close to one hundred million at the box office, and did so well um, that they decided to make a sequel without Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Bastards. But then made two more after that that did have her, and all of these movies made money, um, including the third in the series, uh, Underworld Awakening, which was 2012, which uh, cost $70 million to make and brought in 160. So, <laughs> so it made Christ. the most. They just threw money at that. Wow. And then they did one more Underworld Blood Wars. I've not seen any of the sequel-ish movies uh, at neither all. Neither have I. I haven't either. I've seen the second one, actually, a long ago. Not long ago enough that I uh, remember it. Um, but I think that these movies do well because they have a huge contingent of neckbeard uh, fandom. Right? There's probably a lot of That's crossover true. between these guys and the Star Wars guys. Probably, yes. I mean, you can right? see this a lot This world of, is very fan fiction-y. Yeah, yeah no, it, def- it, it, it does have a huge following from what I understand. I mean, obviously, they all made money, so people were into this. And it kind of, like, jumped off of, um, uh, the, I think it borrowed heavily from, like, the style of the Matrix um, because there's a lot of black and leather and, and uh, uh, dark side of society stuff in this. A um, lot of slow-motion gunplay. A lot of gunplay. Oh, my God. So much gunplay. Bullets everywhere. Magazines and guns that carry infinite bullets. So, Johnny, your local resident gun enthusiast, uh, was really not happy through much of this movie. God damn it. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Let's get into it. Um, My history with this flick. uh, I would have seen this not long after it came out. And uh, my younger self enjoyed watching this. Because leather, latex, um, and action yes, guns and stuff like that. So uh, that's where I'm coming from. What, what do you guys have got history with this with this flick? Theater. I thought. Yeah. Right as soon as it opened, I saw this. This was right in line with my whole fucking. I mean, I'm a '90s kid, so this whole like brooding fucking darkness is still i mean very much right up my alley so i mean i saw it then it was not great then but i i remember liking it enough not enough that i've rewatched it though uh, right. for me it was the the matrix the, the matrix-esque violence and cinematography and the and the you know the double pistols the flying head over heels that type of thing i really dug but I don't think I the style. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I ever liked the story though or the writing. I think I 
I just thought it was cool, you know. Like I never paid too much attention to the story. I don't think. Well, that, I, think, I mean, that's as fair. Go ahead, Brent. I was just gonna say that I, I, um, I think the story is is a good story uh, as far yeah. as just a story goes, right? That's all I, I was I gonna like, spit out there. That's no, a, that's I don't think the writing is the worst on this one. Yeah, let's well, talk the, about the that. ideas I like, like so. I, I heard, I read that someone like pitched this as um, like uh, Romeo and Juliet with werewolves and vampires, which is kind of a fair assessment. That forbidden love can't be into this other person. Yeah, so, totally. Okay. Uh, um, and like parts of the story, I do like as well. Like little interesting bits that they threw in, like. Um, the, the the head vampires leapfrogging through time so they actually turn them into husks and bury them underground and then awaken them every hundred years and they they take sh- they shift schedules because they're immortals right they're just kind of jumping through like that's an interesting idea to me mm-hmm. um so like things like that are okay uh but i i think one thing that kind of lets this movie down overall is this is like a action romantic I don't know horror like I guess horror ish things happen in this but this movie falls like is more of a, a romantic action than than I don't know what is horror um, if it has vampires is it horror this is like 90% action 10% romance 10% horror like that's how I would break that down yeah I think it's um, I think it's in the genre of horror yeah I, it has to be it has to be with people getting bitten and yeah and werewolves tearing people apart yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Doesn't need to I be a this, ghost story. I think, I don't, well, I I would always have considered this action, um, almost sci-fi. Sci-fi. Well, yeah, because vampires are science fiction, really. No, they're not. There's nothing. No, they're I don't fantasy. Think they're, they're they're fantasy. Well, horror. fantasy, whatever. So I would consider this an action movie, not a horror movie, though. Like just for for me, my personal taste, there's gross things in it. Well, but I like mean, a horror usually generally they has, say action horror, so we're all right there. I know, yeah, but I don't get how it's a horror because like I'm never afraid. Uh, like there's one oh, one fucking human in this whole movie, and it's a guy, it's a dude. So it's not like he's running from vampires and werewolves the whole movie. He gets bit right in the beginning, and then there's no threat of a human being again. You know, like it's all just lichen and vampires. Yeah, that's it's just very like I, I the only reason I'd say it's horror because there are vampires and werewolves, and because some people get tore up, but. It, 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 this it, it, yeah it, it's 99 percent action in my in my mind and anyway, I mean, that's not that the problem is though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, what i was just gonna say is that at two hours of runtime this movie definitely has some fat that cut. that could be cut right because the two things you learn after watching a ton of movies is more action isn't always better because you want the action to be accomplishing something or creating tension or taking us to the conclusion and this movie instead just has a bunch of action in the middle uh a lot of action that that kind of doesn't advance really the story or takes too long to do what it what it ought to do um and then there's a lot of like back telling of what's going on and how we got here and then individual character background studies which are all kind of done through some flashbacks but also some explain a log and a lot of that when it happens kind of super slows this movie down to by the end I was like literally falling asleep yeah um, I hear what you say I I think the action was for me it was more the anytime the action stopped that I thought it was bullshit sometimes yeah but I mean a like, lot of explain so- a log about the who was supposed to come next and I wasn't supposed to be awakened and and uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like so you could have done without a lot of that stuff. I think I like uh, uh, those parts of it, like the fact that he wakes up and he's not supposed to, and she jumps the thing because of the relationship. Um, so she pushes protocol out the window. I like that, and that yeah, me too. To her, and when she goes away again, right to like continue, like that's the thing I don't like. It's like it's like what the fuck she's out again like at like there's some point where you're like just chill with your people right yeah. um but yeah uh-huh. 
uh, it just I, takes so long to get there. Like all the work that the Lycans are doing to find the right Michael Corvinus, and then they end up just long. having to tell the backstory as well. Yeah, like the, I, the things that happen are interesting. Uh, like all the stuff Brent was talking about, like that's all cool. But then there's like so much of it, and and then there's so much in between of that that it really drags out this two hour run. That's kind of what I was saying because I like all of those story beats. But like once she wakes him up there and he's the wrong dude, you don't need that much talk about it. Like, and then when he like excommunicates her, you didn't need to have like five minute conversation about it. She fucked up. She shouldn't have woke him up. She did it on purpose. In fact, she didn't even, it wasn't even a mistake. So she like intentionally broke their rules. She's outskis. I mean, that's all there is. I do like that it establishes the villain um as like really principled because he's like furious that he's been woken up early he's like not he's not cool with it and it's gonna take over and stuff like no even he's in built on rules yeah and even in the end of the movie it's the same thing what he believes what he's doing is right like this they're trying to taint the the species they're trying yeah. to create a new thing and he's like so I liked his motivations for why he was bad and why he wanted to kill the human. Because he's, yeah, and he's killed his daughter. He killed his daughter over the same thing. Well, that's why I don't like him because he killed his daughter. But like, but that's like, why he's the villain, absolutely. <laughs> yes. But at least he is not a mustache twister, right? Mm, like he's no, one he's of not. the oldest vampires. He's not. He's he's not about like mixed race weddings yeah. or anything <laughs> like that. Mixed he's, race babies. He's like, nah. He's racist. flawed because he does have to go out and kill a family every once in a while, which is how we yeah. get Celine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also, side note real quick, you guys. Uh, horror, okay? Yep. Um, it says horror, <laughs> uh, just the definition, okay? Because yeah, yeah, I looked it. it up. I mean, <laughs> this is where I think we should be uh, discussing these things, right? Is with Agreed. So... Horror is a genre of fiction that is intended to disturb, frighten, or scare, right? It's divided into subgenres, psychological horror, supernatural horror, and they're all speculative fiction, whatever. But anyways, the idea I was going to get to was the disturb, frighten, or scare, which this movie doesn't disturb me. It doesn't no. frighten me and it doesn't no. scare me. It yeah. is exciting and action-filled. So I yep. agree with the previous much-too-long argument that we all had. <laughs> about what fucking genre this is and it should not be horror at all uh it is merely the presence of these monsters that is placing us there but yeah, yeah. Like if you if you have a bunch of fucking frankenstein and the vampire having a tea party is that horror <laughs> no. no that's what i was thinking like it's not horror if the, they're the main characters it's only horror if and cakes it's only horror <laughs> if like the vampires so lost boys is the perfect example Lost Boys is a movie about vampires too, but the main characters are human beings. And your fear is that these vampires are going to turn them into vampires or kill them. And that's where the fear comes from and that's what makes it a horror. But when the main characters are vampires, like in what we're doing in the shadows, that no longer, <laughs> what they do in the shadows, it's no longer a horror. They're, they're the main character. Right? The biggest so, fear in The Lost Boys is that you guys are going to make me watch that again. Stop oh, it. Oh, you son of a bitch. I thought you changed Bam. your minds. What about the ending? Hell no. Nah. No. Oh, man. We've no. got to... Okay. Well, let's move on to this one. Just not for me. Um, but, yeah. So, this one's this, silly to call a horror, I think. But it's it's very... The action still holds up. I will say that. A lot that. of it does. A lot of it does. It gets too heavy-handed near the end because at the end, we've just got waves of vampires and lichens fighting and they're all running around it's all confusion you can't tell oh, who's that's who bad everyone's sorry yes clothes. that's bad so like that's where that's too much action yeah, right like everyone's got bad. a lightsaber and everyone's fighting with lightsabers and it's like what the hell are we watching here like it's craziness like leave it to one lightsaber or the other i think um, we talked about how we the lichen should have never had guns or weapons they should have only fought with their physical physique and fists and that way totally overpowering to the vampires like every time it's one-on-one lichen and vampire the lichen's like i'm just gonna tear you apart now totally until it's victor until it's victor and then you really appreciate what a what a top rank vampire is which i also felt was like strange because then amelia who's an elder vampire as well it gets easily hosed 
her whole crew, which you would assume they're coming in because they're like all super elders from the old world on a train for some reason. Vampire yeah, train. Yeah. They get yeah, smoked by right. what seems to be like three or four lichens. So that that was kind of a little right. out of place for me. Here's the thing where maybe um, that vampire, the masquerade, uh, comes into play is that in there, there is a bunch of different um, races of vampires. Yes, right. right. And some of them are like fancy socialites, not built on um, battle and and things like that. Um, and some of them are are built a little more scrappy. And so, like, I feel like Victor very much was not a socialite, right? Uh, and those guys on the train were definitely like white wigging it up. So maybe they're a bunch of pussies. Maybe they got caught off guard. I mean, the werewolves banana pants yeah they're they, so much more powerful than the majority they seem of crazy guys. yeah crazy yeah, and that's they set why, that up immediately that's why i like um the the fight at the end is good because it's not that long it's like actually pretty fast um I'll, movies usually tend to make those big fights at the end of movies way too long yeah and um like it starts out with uh you know, uh, Victor kicking some fucking ass and then the vampire like comes back and then he just like knocks him down. He's going to kill him. And then she gets involved. Doesn't she, doesn't she save him? Oh, she kills Victor with the sword, cuts his head in half. No, no. But what I mean is, yeah, which is very cool actually, except for it took way too long for that reveal. That should have happened like within three seconds, but it was like, it was a cut to him, cut to her. Cut to him, cut to her, cut to him walking around, like smoking a cigarette. (laughs) My sword has blood. He's like, now my head will come apart. Yeah, like it was way too long. But what I mean is when she bites um, she bites him and turns him into a vampire too, was was like a good, it was a good twist. I actually didn't see that coming that she was going to do that. Yeah, and I was... Yeah, and then his fight with Victor goes on just a little bit too much for me because initially he's like, I'm so fast, you can't even see where I'm at. Dodge, dodge, dodge. Scratch you with my nails. But then Victor somehow gets the upper hand and kicks the crap out of him and not by like some sly move. It's just like, no, all of a sudden you can't fight anymore and I can beat you. And that just goes on a bit bit too much. But that's okay because like that part is at least getting to the point and getting the movie to the end. It's the other henchmen fighting in the hallways in this nondescript sewer place and, and people going all over. I did like the tech of some of the stuff they were using too, like the ultraviolet bullets. Yes. Um, yeah. And then and they, the, the other guys learn silver. how to use it and they have the silver nitrate to get back at them and that's even more deadly. to Like that's all really, really cool stuff. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't think I've ever seen that in it vampires It legitimizes before. the guns, which without yeah. the guns, you just have vampires being vampire and the werewolves being werewolf which I'm fucking fine with, to tell you the truth. But if they're going to have tech, which I usually hate, I do like the tech, man. The bullets are, are a very cool idea. And the fact that they legitimized it by saying um, it was military tech that they stole, it was like these tracer rounds that yep. they found out how to do. And anyone that doesn't know, tracer rounds are like built into the mags of these, um, like more like a saw or something, like these heavy duty uh, light machine guns. And then you can trace where your uh, round is going by following that glowing light through the yeah, air. Yeah, the, the heated, the heated um, metal or whatever that, that's part of the bullet. Yeah. So the idea that that thing would have like a little sunlight somehow engineered into it is fucking great. It's this cool. Are, like I don't I don't think about it too much cuz it just no. makes sense. And, yes. and it's like fine for the movie. I'm like great. Ultraviolet for the vampires, silver nitrate for the werewolves. We're rocking right now. Yeah, and so here's a perfect example of the, why last week's movie was stupid. Because in last <laughs> week's movie be, where it was supposed to take place in a, a reality of just New York City in present day, they have this magic briefcase. The writers were so lazy that they made the briefcase magical. And in this movie, they spent the time to come up with stuff that's way more believable than what's in the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. <laughs> because they wrote in it in. a werewolf they, movie. They, yeah. Yes, like, that should never happened, but it did. Yeah. That's the point of the night I award to Colin. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. though, how you... How you don't put any thought into that. That's nuts yeah. to me. 
It's well, because you're relying on different things, I think, right? When you have a movie like this that's fucking banana pants because it's vampires and fucking super hot vampires. Yeah, and then you got also werewolves. Vampires. And like, uh, was there werewolf women? Were they all guys? All dudes. Did they have sex? That's when a he was sexy like, fucking uh, sewer they must live in. It's <laughs> yeah. smelly too, probably. Did, yeah. did, <laughs> Just come all over the walls. <laughs> did, did, did they? Did they? Him and her have sex when he was a human? No. They just kissed, right? They kissed yeah. a little. Which is all, also There's like, there, there's not really a basis making. for their relationship other than attraction. Like he sees her, wow. she sees him, they share a gaze, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're going to fuck. Towards but after leather, that, like, the then it's like saving lives. They say one saves the other's life, I guess. Um, even though since she's an immortal and she was stabbed, not anything mortal, mortally wounding to a vampire, he didn't really save her life because she was just going to heal up and probably not drown either um but still i like there could have been something else to maybe make their story together a bit more believable uh, that's true they're falling deep in love and because like then she kisses him and then locks him up and i would have been like super pissed if i were him because like this hot girl in the latex is kissing me and then what the fuck so yeah not much there like they said romeo and juliet like movie and i'm just like even in Romeo and Juliet, like they were initially enamored with each other, but then there was at least a brief courting between them. These guys don't have a courting. They have a, we're getting nearly killed every time and you're bitten. And, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm of a class of people who are going to be coming to kill you. And I don't mind keeping on telling you that as soon as you turn, I'm going to kill you. So the last, line, you. the last line should have been from speed then where they're like, you know, they say relationships <laughs> built on, on intense experiences often fail. And he's like, well, we'll have to base it on sex then. Okay. Wow! Yeah. Okay, but they... I do think, though, <laughs> he saves her life in the beginning of the movie, right? But, like, not... Uh, kind of. No, like, he saves got, another woman's life, doesn't yeah. he? In the That's subway, some her. rando lady gets shot and he saves her. Then when they're in the car escaping and dude has his massive arm sword... He sticks it through the roof into Celine's shoulder. Yeah. And she's like badly wounded, but she's a fucking vampire that won't kill a vampire that wound. So. Oh, but he saves her though. How? Can't remember. Doesn't he like he take her? He drives the car into a he lake does, and then pulls he her does, He does do something. I can't remember what. I think so. it's more the gesture than he actually saved her. I'm just doing like a semantical argument because she was never going to die from that wound. So how That's did he save fair. her life? But they why don't vampires them? live in the bottom of a water? The werewolves couldn't get them, and they don't need to breathe. Werewolves need to breathe. It did show the vampires when uh, Victor was coming back that he had a beating heart, though. So maybe they do. Come well, his heart would would push the blood around, right? And some I just don't think they need air because he was in a tube. Some vampires and werewolves got their heads snapped too. Yeah, and that seemed that to kill too. them. Yeah. So yeah. what's with the stakes and the sunlight and the bullets, silver bullets, right? Like, I don't well, know. Well, like Victor's head getting cut in half. If this is interview with the vampire vampires, yeah, that doesn't, that kill, doesn't him. kill him. That doesn't kill uh, vampires from lore. Yeah, there's right? a yeah. little bit of that. But you know what, though? I'm okay. And that's I, Victor. Jesus Christicles, but, you know? But, but they kind of established that that in the beginning of the movie, by the way, vampires die. Like you guys were saying, we saw them die many different ways. So as long as they're consistent with that I, in this movie, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, Agreed. I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And they, I think the head cutting is consistent with the neck snapping and other things. Okay. Yeah, they don't need to go canon with everything. I'm not one of those people. No, like, no, no. I just say, like, but like I let they it don't go. twinkle in the daytime. That's where no, I fucking yeah. draw a line. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying I let it go. I think in that, and I, when you were mentioning it, I was like, he's right. But I think it was because they they kind of remain consistent with with how each of them could die, and then yeah, just keep us the rules. Yeah, and then they also didn't have to explain it to us. You know what I mean? They just that's yeah. how they show it. That's that's. Because the, they do a good job of setting up this world. That's what they do so good um, at. And I think that really works. Like, I get, I believe in the world. I believe in the rules and, like, how everything works. And the vampires, um, the mummified ones who come back and all that stuff. I, I kind of, yeah. in generation to generation, I really like those details. 
Yeah, me too. And they yeah. they don't they don't take up tons of time because they keep the story developing as that is happening. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. It's just more of the in between that drags it down. What about like, um, acting wise in this movie? Like, there's like nobody is smiling. No one really showing anything other than anger, mistrust, and pain. Yeah, and seething all, mistrust. But 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 then I can't like say for sure that like people were standing out as bad actors in this movie. Like Scott Speedman does fine. Kate Beckinsale is is brooding, but she's not like she's not awful. It's very monotone. Like all the vampires are. They just don't seem like they're only the certain group of them are enjoying life as vampires. But we don't spend any time with those. We get. Craven, who's like just always stressed and fucking super pissed at everything Celine does, but he won't like give up on wanting to be with her. Um, yeah. So like acting wise, I think everyone kind of kind of pulls this off. The, like maybe one thing is Michael Sheen as Lucian. You might have expected a bigger, more prominent, uh, imposing presence on screen to be the leader of the Lycans, not this guy who is a bit well compared to. Uh, Kevin Grief, who, um, like a lot less imposing of a person. Um, so that's an interesting casting choice, but I wouldn't say he was bad. No, I think actually when you said that in the beginning of the movie, or it might have been Brent who said it, but I thought this, I, I agreed with you at the time. I was like, yeah, he's like, it doesn't kind of make sense. He's like not a bigger dude. But as the movie went on, I, I found that his acting was like, I thought it was okay. He's a great actor, Michael Sheen. Like he's been yeah, in a whole did, bunch of really great really stuff. Good. Like so I like Frosty forgave Nixon that. And yeah, because there, there is some big vampire dudes in our werewolf like dudes in this, like huge dudes, and those are always generally more the henchmen. You know, like they're the ones who are going to die before the main yeah. bad guys. So they kind of were following that. And it's also neat that this guy like had the cause. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. So that's why he led the bad guys because they they took the woman that he loved and 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 treated oh right. like shit they were basically slaves so yeah you don't need to be a giant person and really really handsome and like chiseled to to be the leader of a clan you just have to kind of lead the cause so he so, even yeah. says he's like I I didn't mind being enslaved it was it was only yeah, when he they does. fucking uh, killed his wife yeah. And I really like that. I like that it's not everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like he's, you know. And I like the whole twist with... They do a good job of trying to make Victor... (laughs) They do a good job of, like, giving you the head fake. Because I I knew Victor ends up being the villain at the end. But watching it this time, they do a good job of making him seem... Well, It's that's the thing is... He's just lying about killing her parents. But once again, his motivations make total sense. So until I find out that he actually killed her parents, then I'm like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, this guy's like, go, he's following the, he's following the line. Like he's, he's trying yeah. to stay to the line. Well, and but I don't know how old he is, but you got to imagine after like a, like a few hundred years, you probably kill a family or two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? He, right? He doesn't see himself really as the bad guy, which is what makes for an interesting bad guy. Like, he's only a bad guy because we're following Celine. Yeah. He's drawn but, by duty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for the race lots that he's of trying to protect, which is yeah. noble, but ultimately flawed because we know that people who aren't into, like, who want to protect race for purity. I mean, lots of movies use it. Harry, Harry Potter goes with the, the pure blood, the, the muggle, or the whatever they call the pure bloods in that. Um, uh, and then other movies too with like and, and in real life too like like Hitler wanted it all to be very pure as well like no mixed race or anything like that and, and uh, white Aryans blah 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 so like that's obviously really bad as a motivation but at least this character isn't like otherwise completely mustache twisting he seems like otherwise he'd be a reasonable guy if you followed his rules which makes just makes for an interesting bad guy yeah because it's guaranteed that Celine's killed families and parents of like she's killed people so someone's parents so like the only I mean, reason she we is care shooting with automatic pistols in a crowded fucking yeah. subway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I bet she cost. kills families on the reg. <laughs> yeah, so yep. the only reason we care that her family got killed is cuz she's the main character. So like honestly she's got like that- 
wicked lycra butt-ass. And also, also <laughs> like, we all like the idea that there's going to be this dude that's half vampire, half lycan. And so we want to see that to, you know, followed through. And, and she she wants to sleep with him. So that's why we're on board. Especially once he transforms. Well, I was and thinking so about that. what happens to their bodies, right? What happens if you're, if you're Bone Town and that happens? Ooh. <laughs> I bet what I was out. thinking is the, do you, the suck- does your does your dick grow or do you just get a dog dick all of a sudden same oh, size like, dick just now it's a dog dick it's hairy very very red hairy. lipstick you just have lipstick now <laughs> <laughs> oh no the red lipstick the dick yeah the dog, dog dick. dick yeah I thought Brett was actually talking about real red lipstick and that he was putting red lipstick on his lips because he brought that up to his mouth. And I was like, no. No. The other one. Oh, my God. He can wear lipstick, though, too. Let's not shame him. If he wants to wear lipstick, that's cool. That's totally fine. Yeah. Anyways, but so, yeah, like, I was thinking... It's hard not to... Just make sure the dog's okay with it. Yeah, and it's hard not to think about that, too, because, like... Kate's very sexy throughout the whole movie, so you do think at the end when now she gets to bang that guy who's like vampire and lichen, and what would that sex be like? Yep. Suri had some opinions about the sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She does handle the action parts of this too, Um, like double wielding the guns and all that stuff. I mean, the guns are so like all the gunplay and action stuff can be so hit or miss for me because I just wanted them to be respectful. Like why did why couldn't they just give her some extended mags on her guns or drum mags so that she agreed all agreed. the things she does because she's like yeah. using Berettas, uh, and then she's using a set of USPs which are forty five yeah. caliber and later in the movie they mix the sounds of her guns up she's firing her USPs but it's making the noise when she was shooting her automatic uh, uh, Berettas yeah the, that was stupid ninety twos I, I would so. say though, these guys are I, probably like do you know how much shit we're trying to fucking manage continuity wise with vampires and werewolves and fucking all the politics and everything unexpected. now you want us to pick a, they're using the same, the same sound guy though guns and shit yeah it's the same sound <laughs> guy how does the sound guy like not keep track of that he doesn't take notes I made a short film for fun and I made sure that every character had their own gun noise when they were shooting a gun and I was very careful to make sure that that was yeah, always Yeah, you case. do that's part of your say, job. I know, but John is the guy that would do that. Yeah, true. No, every John's guy's not a neutral part. party. John's a gun enthusiast. John also, is half erect as he's picking <laughs> the gun noises for each character. Also, true. I would say that's too true. that uh I was okay. I usually hate it when someone holds a gun with one hand and, and even worse when they hold it with two. But because they're vampires and they're way stronger than a human being, I, I'm okay how, with that. How should they hold it? Well, you, you dual wielding. Not when you're like two. just... Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was really yeah. like... Yeah. Humans cannot... Is this an anti-gun message? Because that's an innovative beginning. Yeah. A human oh. being cannot do that and shoot straight. The guns would fly out of their hands. But a vampire being much stronger than a human being, then that all of a sudden well, is cool. The guns wouldn't fly out of your hands. Well, they wouldn't fly out of your Jesus hands, but you wouldn't Christ. be. You would be able to shoot straight without holding a gun with both your no, hands. No, if you're you shooting, no you're not going to be accurate shooting. No, like not even close. No, no. and you're not. You're going to kill your hand, your arms, and your wrists and stuff. That I wouldn't. I would love to try and shoot a gun with one hand without securing it with the other hand. Have you ever done it, John? Yeah, of course. There's a shooter and, shooting stance you take one-handed where you turn side face, put one arm behind your back, and then straight straight arm with the gun. And depending on how, the power of the gun you're firing, it can have more kick. But you wouldn't be like, bang, 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 bang. One-handed, you'd hit no. total, totally hit nothing. But one shot at a time, taking your time, yes, you can absolutely do that. Yeah, and they and run. I've shot and, a shotgun one-handed, so you can shoot pistols one-handed. Well, you can, but these people are in movies are always running and hitting targets <laughs> while they're shooting with two guns, and usually forty-five calibers. So, like, and then doing a flip afterwards or whatever. And if a vampire does that, that to me is believable. Yeah, or in they, Matrix. Matrix too, because they explain that the world is like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to have a reason why that's believable. Otherwise, I just call bullshit every time. So this is yeah. all 
this is all really interesting because like th- this movie was kind of slammed critically. People were like, it's long and drawn out, interesting idea, some flashy points of goodness, but overall a letdown. And we I don't all know, agree some, it's too long. Sometimes I don't, I don't align. Most of the time, I don't align with with reviews of of movies because they're overgeneralized or they focus on something that I actually enjoyed or enjoy something that I actually didn't. But I'm kind of in line with all of that. Like I think there's something kind of really cool here. Um, and it, it takes a lot of elements of stuff that I think are, are really cool, like people in leather and, and lots of great gunplay. Um, that's way over the top in this, but fine. I'm going to, it's fucking vampires and werewolves. So I'm going to let go to some of that. So I think this movie just mostly really suffers from the story. Tr- not, not even the story. It's the structure parts of it that it, this needed a rewrite and it needed a huge slashing to, to get yeah. down to the points of what was really most important and I mean once again this is another example of a movie that maybe some people didn't like but we got three sequels or a prequel and two sequels to it probably grossed over half a billion uh, dollars based on maybe 200 250 million uh, it's it's the world it's it's they created the world it's totally like yeah people want to go back and spend time in that world that's really interesting they they the problem is they sandwiched the whole world in. Yeah, I think they um, tried to do too much. And there is such a rich world here, and I would love to see more of it. Like that's one of the greatest things about that vampire masquerade and those werewolf um games uh is that the world is so intriguing to think about. It it takes uh, a simple vampire or a simple werewolf and it turns them into like a real society, a proper functioning, um, ordered society. And that's where things start to get interesting. And I think that's what this movie um, has in essence um, and the bones of it. But there is so much of that that they seem to want to squeeze in. This movie should never be two hours. No, it is This movie long. with this feel and with this much fucking blue lighting should just be an hour and a half. <laughs> It should be quick. It can be all the same things it is, but it should be quicker. The story is very simple. You could fit the, easily fit this story into a rewrite in 90 minutes. It's a simple story. And then the yeah, ending and, and it's an stuff. Action film. Yeah, and the yeah. ending and stuff is great too, the way they, they round it up. So they had a good ending. Like they just needed to get there quicker. And like I was thinking about it as we were talking about the world. This one, because of the cinematography, the wardrobe, and the set design and everything is very obvious. But like even really good modern-day contemporary movies like um, Fisher King, um, even Big Lebowski, um, though they, cre- they do a great job of creating this world with these kooky characters. Um, and yeah, like that's what a good movie does. It creates this fun exciting or scary uh, world that you just want to like soak in that's a this- good point because every character here is well defined there is no bit of this afterwards where you're like who is that guy like you know there's corvin is the obvious guy celine's the obvious guy you Victor. get what craven's about like you get what he's doing right like he's he's running a gambit he's trying to become a, a powerful important vampire and he's not He's trying to so he's trying it. to unify uh, two overseas covens and peace be be the one that runs them. That's yeah. well. That's the thing too, though. Is one thing Michael Sheen says to Craven. He's like, "Soon this will be over, and you'll have like unbreakable peace going forward." So it, I don't know how much of that, like the peace part, Craven wanted, but like maybe getting rid of some of those guys so that this war finally does end so that the, everyone can have like a decent life is not like a, an evil villainous thing to do. No, so like everyone's motives, everyone's motives in this movie are solid. Even the main character, Celine's. Yeah. Yeah, to get fucked, to get that D. Oh, yeah, to get yeah, that, to get that D. D. And Avenger parents too because she just wants to kill werewolves because she thinks werewolves killed her family. And, and then, then she, she does get bullshit. Yeah, and she does get vengeance. So she, she, yeah, she achieves what she was trying to do. That's what I mean. Yeah, is actually, like it, once she finds out who kills her family is Victor, she kills him. Uh-huh. You're right. 
Yeah. And then and no wonder she's free to fuck off with Michael. Now is she going to be with vampires? Yeah, because they didn't kill her family. It's perfect, actually. They should have never made any sequels and just shortened this thing and tightened it up a bit. It could be. It could have been a Matrix. This yeah. movie shouldn't be a sequel. This movie should be a world. Yeah. yeah. Right? A TV show. And then you have movies in this world. Like, that's what they do wrong with, like, the Marvel Universe and all that shit. Yeah. Is it's too sequely? Like, they follow the characters. And the Star Wars is just trying to do that, but Star Wars is so shitty that they can't. No, so they, yeah. Start it like this. Sorry, John. No, I, I I agree with that. Like, I'd like to see more anthologies or something like that of of worlds where you have interesting stories with different characters every time, not like the same worlds and the same characters over and over again. Just set up yeah. this world, set up the rules, and then show me something that happened in Austria with a different set of vampires and different set of lichens. Like, that's just different. And and then you could do, like, really action-based, really drama-based in some, and maybe after a couple of movies they could connect in some way that we weren't expecting years later. Um, but you, you do. don't need Celine to be in the mall. You don't need to do the, the a Victor no. prequel to show, like, how he came to power. Like, I get it. So that's not that you interesting do. to me. You do three to four like mini series, right? Yeah, serialized mini series, all with different stories, and then at the end of it, you could have some of the characters tie together. You don't need to. Um, there can be crossover because coincidence happens, and that's part of the beauty. Like that's where Magnolia goes, and that's really interesting. Yeah, um, I would to, do to enjoy that whole thing. Like it's so possible. I would do. You do like four, six episode miniseries yeah oh yeah i I was just gonna say i wouldn't do a movie i would do miniseries a miniseries just just i wouldn't you could just do 10 episodes sure of this world yeah Yeah. i mean you need to look further than the the second star wars reboot where they have ray and the the guy who was the stormtrooper and you're like oh this is interesting in a different direction but there's like no but here's han and chewie and here's 3po oh yeah i mean you could make a great series about that you can, make a, you can make a great series about a guy who's a stormtrooper and then he excommunicates. And then you could have flashbacks of how he ended up becoming a stormtrooper in every episode. And that he's yeah. like still like struggling to like break the mentality that the Emperor put into him. And then at the final episode of the final season, like he resolves it somehow. Like that would be a great miniseries. So I like because yeah. I was so sick of the Star Wars reboots, I haven't watched The Mandalorian or 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 the Boba Fett or anything like that. But apparently Bill Burr in some of the episodes of Mandalorian, I think it is, plays a stormtrooper with a backstory that he was a former stormtrooper turned whatever he is in the show. And people are like, his arc in just a couple of episodes is more effective than the movie reboot of uh, Finn or no, whatever his name is. Oh, who is yeah. a stormtrooper in that? And I'm like, that's that's hilarious because that's definitely how I would have played that off. Um, to, to 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 just it's more interesting for the viewer without relying on all this old rehashed shit. And now we better explain where Darth Vader came from. It's like no, I, I don't really care about that. That's that's what they did with they they were doing a really good job with that Jedi female show. Um, Ahsoka. Uh, so yeah, they were doing a really good job with that for a couple of episodes, but then they went into how Anakin was her master, and then she has fights with Anakin where he's ghost Anakin, and then you're just like they turned it into shit again. So they they were going down that route, and then and then they just went to all of the C three PO get back the old characters, and ugh, it was awful. They wrecked yeah. it, so I, I stopped don't... watching it. They just they wrecked they're... it early. Yeah, as I don't soon know. As they made a fourth movie. Yeah, like I get movies are going to make probably more money than than miniseries do, but miniseries are just so much more interesting. Then you can give individual characters more time that they deserve, um, and because you're not rushing their arc, which means in some cases, or or giving them too much in a movie that's not about them. Not that Underworld really does that. Like we were saying, all of these characters are well hashed out. We get everyone's motivations, where they're going. I understand why they're doing what they're doing. So that is a huge positive for this movie. So like, Everybody. Was- yeah, everybody's solid. I don't ever question anybody's motives or what, what any decisions anybody makes. That's actually really tough compared because of the stuff we've been seeing recently. That, yeah. that the, I give this movie creds. I actually... Th- thought that this movie was just going to be kind of stupid but there's some I, solid I do writing have to say, here i thought it was going to be way 
like way, way worse on way worse than I'm not saying that it's worse or good or not but I thought wherever it is on the scale well we could gonna be we could say if it holds shit. up I, I thought it was gonna be shit is what I thought so yeah, did I so and it's not shit so what do you does it hold up are we there yet I think we are you are we there yet I think I don't so. want to go first because I'm on the around. I'm on the fence yeah, so you do want to go first no no don't no don't do me Fucking goddamn. Okay, I I will go. Okay. And and I will say that I went into this podcast wanting to say it didn't and I expected watching it that it would not. Um but when I opened my IMDb today, uh it asked me to rate it and I did rate it. And I rated it a 6 out of 10. Ooh. And to me, that is a hold up. That's below the IMDb rank of 7. But like, look at look at what we got here. And my rating might actually be low, to tell you the truth, because the effects are good, the acting is good, the story is compelling and consistent, the world, like you're saying, is consistent, the effects of the werewolf transformation we didn't mention are good. And that's so hard to do. We have seen so much shit as far as werewolf transformation goes. Mm-hmm. And um, and this was, was fucking uh, good. And legitimate looking. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, I got to say it does, I guess. It's too long. It's way yeah. too long. Well, not way, um, but it's 20 minutes but, too long. But the world is compelling. Yeah. It's effectively directed. Yeah. The characters are fucking, um, like you, you say, consistent with their motivations. We just haven't Jesus. been seeing that so much lately. And so and the it's... Music. Yeah. The music manages to not be dated, which a lot of these type of movies put in some fucking real edgy bullshit. And I got to tell you, this movie kind of just just flows and nothing feels out of the ordinary. Uh, I will say that we missed I missed a bunch of shit because we had another friend over who joined us and and we were having some conversations during the movie. But. Um, I because I think that's why it worked for me because we just talked over a lot of that bullshit that was unnecessary in the movie that <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't have to suffer through it so I'd say <laughs> from that viewing I would hold up for me too like oh I was God. interested wow. I wanted to see what happened at the end the ending I, fight was good I like there is definitely flaws but I would give it yeah. like a 6.5 probably or what or 7 like I give the world a ten, and uh, the action is, a fucking eight or a nine. Like, yeah, this one I say holds up. Is this a bigger surprise than <laughs> Pretty Woman? I want to see what John. We don't know what John said. John, what's going on over there? I mean, like, uh, as we talk through this, I definitely changed my tune because I even came into this episode with like a, a not hold up in my mind. So did I. I had the same. Because it feels like you have to say that. I kind of yes. felt like I did. And now, so now I just need to reflect because it, it is at least 20 to 25 minutes too long. And there's a whole bunch of like super boring cliche. What else like, are you doing? What else you do yeah, at that time? I mean, I got to sit with great friends. Uh, shout out to Ken for being there. I um, will also say, though, at the, the 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 long parts were in the middle. So the beginning and the end, the first <laughs> act and the third act are good. So I think that also pulled me back and saved it because I started getting interested as the end came. And I also got some surprises because I forgot about the story. Yeah. So I like that. I mean... Fuck, it's it's got some of that cliche stuff. Like the love story could have been could have been just way better. Yeah, I know that's but definitely a thing. This it definitely has a, <laughs> it definitely has a cool factor to it, and oh, the, yeah. the stuff. I if I, even if I can let go of some of the gun stuff, that's got to be saying something about it. Where like she's just shooting and shooting and shooting and the double pistols, yeah, the double pistols. <laughs> it is like such a borderline movie, but I didn't, I did not hate it as much as I thought that I was going to, and I was really surprised at how like kind of fun it was to watch with you guys. And I don't think there were high expectations for this when it first came out, and I don't, I definitely don't think this movie is trying to be anything that it's not. No. And I think maybe my biggest reason to why I'll give it the rating I did is because now I'm being left to question 
in a in a movie full of vampires who all in general are usually considered to be evil because even Kate Beckinsale is a death dealer. Her job is to just murder and kill other race of creatures. And maybe yeah. she has a reason, but like genocide is never going to be an answer. No. To, someone killed your family. So I'm killing all the, <laughs> all the same like, like Anakin does. That's generally <laughs> frowned upon. Um, now I'm wondering if uh, Craven, who I've always hated in this movie, because he's a whiny rhinestone shirt wearing motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> he was actually whether he knew it or not was working towards a peace between the vampires and the lichens. And now that makes him a vastly more interesting character in my mind. He was Lucian's bitch, but if Lucian stuck to his word and Craven was able to complete that assassination and there was peace, like the, the end result of that would have been better for the race of lichens and werewolves. That's fucking so interesting to me. It would have. Yeah. I mean, it's an engineered peace. But like, but how else is it going to come around? Is it always right? I mean, yeah. Celine, Celine ends up killing Victor, which step puts that whole thing a step closer to becoming a reality. And I'm not sure if Lucian was. I guess Victor had to die, and then Marcus was going to have to die, not long after. Well, once he pops up, but you're going to have a real good few fucking days. It looks like to to pop his head. Yeah, or you just pop the the jerky. And he got and he got werewolf blood in him. So let's talk about is he going to be a werewolf vampire? Yeah, so I can't remember like I've not having seen the sequels. I have no idea if that happens. The next one being a prequel, I'm guessing Shit we don't fuck. find out, but maybe we do in the third. Skip to the third. I'm I might watch these. The, this I might watch the ones after mm, now just to yeah, see. Yeah, you know what? The world and stuff if the world's still solid. Anyway, because this isn't trying to be something it's not, and it's like, you could definitely throw this on as a popcorn flick. I've seen a lot worse, and it's called The Thomas Crown Affair. I'd rather watch this. <laughs> yeah, right totally. It's so funny to me that all three of us came into this thinking we were going to say it didn't hold up, and by talking about it, we all changed our minds. It's that got is problems. So it's got funny. problems. Yeah. Oh, no one's saying that, but I was gonna, I was going to 100% say it didn't hold up. I I'm not saying it's perfect now. You're right it's about it. It's really flawed actually, but it's like yeah. for 22 million. Like I, this is a really impressive movie looking movie for for that for that budget. So yeah, it, it gets a very I just have no way to tell what fucking movies cost. Up. This cost 20 million and then some fucking bullshit like schoolroom drama fucking unknown actors one single fucking you know borrowed room and it'll be 20 million dollars i don't know how to tell i don't know how to tell what things cost the thomas yeah, crown affair cost 50 million to make well that's a bunch of locations i can see that but well Still. i guess this has more effects and shit yeah way more and like looks to have been more difficult yeah, to, i guess some out. of the locations but like can really can go into a big museum and then I guess being in nice place, like forty-eight million dollar budget, you don't have to buy the condo or the house that fucking Thomas Crown lives in. You just need to get someone to loan it to you for a couple of days. So I guess yeah, helicopters and porn, boats, but they they're not buying it. Crown I don't get it. So yeah, I don't so, get it either. Some movies. So what's next on the roster? Well, let me tell you what we got coming up next month. We got four good ones uh, in the mix. We got a little bit of a drama with Georgie Clooney uh, up in the air. Uh, we're going to get into some fantastical shit in Big Fish. We're going to do some more shoot 'em up blam blam gun gun action with the original John Wick. And then we're going to wind it down with Sorkin uh, getting some stuff in there. Brad Pitt and uh, Jonah Hill. Moneyball. That'll be February. February is going to be fucking awesome. I think those are four potential hold up movies. Well, for the show hold up, but they will potentially hold up. All of <laughs> yeah. them. That's the way to rock it. We'll see. We will see. And we will see you next week in Up in the Air. So looking forward to that one, folks. Thank you for joining us for this uh, wild, wild adventure into the underworld of the world of underworld. Um, and um, it's been a lot of fun. A huge surprise for us. So get out, check it out. Let us know what you think. We are going to check out the sequels, though they might not make it on episodes of the show. But we'll kind of mention them in a future thing. So up in the air next week. Um, enjoy yourselves uh, now in the future. And uh, until we see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit.
Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.